1: Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston.
2: The title of the message today is Life's Three Greatest Questions. Life's Three Greatest Questions. On Tuesday of this past week, I officiated at the funeral service of a 20-year-old man, young man, who was shot in the eye, and the bullet went through his brain and killed him. He was on his way to work at Logan Airport. He was not a member of a gang, did not have many friends, and the police have no suspects at the moment. All he wanted was to achieve his ambition by making the best use of the opportunities that he had. But what a tragedy it is for his family. What a reminder of the brevity and the uncertainty of life. You can be here today and gone today, not tomorrow, today. The inhumanity of human beings toward one another is beyond comprehension at times. Death and destruction seem to reign supreme in our society and in the world. And there seems to be little or nothing that we can do to change the course that we are on. In light of all that is going on in our country and in the world at large, I felt led to focus this message on life's three greatest questions. And the first question is, why am I alive? Why am I alive? This is not a new question. It was asked thousands of years ago by the prophet Jeremiah. In Jeremiah chapter 20 and verse 18, he says, Why was I ever born? My entire life has been filled with trouble, sorrow, and shame. Now, there are probably times in your life uh, when you felt like Jeremiah. Was I born just to have a bunch of problems? Was I put on this planet just to have heartache, grief, and and stress? In his book, The Purpose-Driven Life, Rick Warren referenced Dr. Hugh Moorhead a philosophy professor who wrote to 250 well-known philosophers, scientists, and intellectuals and asked them this question, what is the purpose of life? The answers he received were quite discouraging and depressing. Some of those people offered their best guesses. Some admitted that they made up a purpose for themselves. Some admitted that they didn't have any idea and asked Dr. Moorhead to please let them know if he he came to um, understand what the purpose of life was. One author, Joseph Taylor, wrote, I have no answers to the meaning of life and I no longer want to search for any. Now, those are tragic statements because life without purpose isn't life worth living. It is no coincidence that the suicide rate in our society has been going up each year. A few years back, the number two killer of teenagers uh, was suicide. You see, if you take God out of the equation you don't really have many alternatives to fall back on. We can try the mystical approach, which says, look within and find your purpose. But if that really worked, then all of us would know our purpose, for we have all tried that and didn't find uh, it uh, working for us. It takes more than just looking within yourself to find out your, your, your meaning and purpose in life. You can try the philosophical approach, For example, the survivalist says The purpose of life is just to stay alive In other words, live as long as you can And this is what life is You just live as long as you you can But we know that that, uh, we don't have any choice in the matter The hedonist says the purpose of life is pleasure So have as much fun as you can And the materialist says life is all about the acquisition of things so your life is measured by the things that you own that you possess the problem with that view of life is that he who dies with the most toys still dies so those are not really satisfying answers for us then you can try the self-help approach you can go into any good bookstore and find scores of books that talk about discovering your life's purpose they all say basically the same, the same thing you have to create your own purpose in life and uh, the for example they will say discover your dreams go after your goals have ambition dream big dreams believe you can achieve Figure out what you are good at and never give up. No, those are all good advice. And if you follow them, you can uh, achieve a measure of success in, in life. But being a success and knowing your purpose in life are not the same thing. You can be a great success in life and still never know why you are here on this planet why did God put me on this or what did God put me on this earth for you see the purpose of your life is far greater than your own personal fulfillment it is far greater than your own happiness you were made by God and put here for his purposes and um, we could say that um, his His purposes are to worship him to acknowledge and worship him Uh, to connect with your brothers and sisters, other human beings, uh, to become like Jesus Christ, to serve one another, and uh, to reach out to others uh, to help them find the meaning of life in Christ Jesus. And until you understand that, then life isn't going to make a, a lot of sense. So why are we alive? Why are we on this planet? Is there a reason? Well, the Bible tells us in in Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 4, the Lord has made everything for his own purposes. God has never made anything without a purpose. If you are alive, then you have a purpose. In Ephesians chapter 1 uh, and verse 4, the Apostle Paul says, Long ago, even before he made the world, God loved us and shows us in christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes we were created to be loved by god this is what this is what what we are here on this planet for to be loved by god and to love him and then we find fulfillment in our lives but the second question is does my life matter does my life matter Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah wrestled with this question. And in Isaiah 49, verse 4, we read, My work all seems so useless. I have spent my strength for nothing and to no purpose at all. Yet I leave it all in the Lord's hand. I will trust God for my reward. You see, we were made for meaning. And if we don't have a meaning and a purpose in our life, and if we don't know why God put us here on the earth, then life doesn't make a lot of sense. During World War II, there were prisoners in a Nazi concentration camp in Hungary that were processing human sewage in a factory. The Allies came along, bombed the factory, and destroyed it. The Nazi soldiers had the prisoners take all of the rubble of that factory and move it to another field. And the next day, they had the prisoners take that same rubble and move it back in reverse. The next day and the next day uh, after that, they did the same thing, which had no meaning and no purpose at all. Then something strange began to happen. The prisoners began to go crazy. They began to lose their will to live because there was no meaning or purpose in what they were doing. They were just moving bricks back and forth, and many of them began throwing themselves in front of the guards, trying to get shot, trying to commit suicide. Why? Because human beings were made for meaning. And this was really the issue that I struggled with at age 18 when I was doing the same things day after day, night after night just to have fun all I could think about is how much fun am I going to have, uh, you know, tonight and after a while it began to bother me I wondered whether this was what life was all about and if if that was the case then it did not make any sense to me And so this sense of meaningless was what led me to accept Jesus Christ. One night I was in a brethren assembly in in St. Anne's Bay, Jamaica, and I can't remember what the preacher said, but I saw a smile on his face that said he had something that I needed and that I wanted. And I accepted Christ two days later, and my life has not been the same since. You see, if you don't have Christ in your life to give meaning and purpose to your life, then you are just um, out there not knowing what life is all about. And so many young people today uh, don't understand that life ought to have meaning. And unless it has meaning, then you cannot really make your way uh, successfully. King David says in Psalm 139, uh, verses 16... You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. That's how much you and I matter to God. Every detail of your life and my life was recorded in God's book, whatever that um, means. But it happened before We even took our first breath. Before we were born, God knew everything about us, and he chose us. In spite of the fact that he knew that down the highway of time, we would be disobedient and we would sometimes reject him and do things which were horrible. But he saw us and he knew us and he knew what he wanted for us, and so he chose us to be the recipient of his love. You see, God sees everything in your life and mine, the good, the bad, and everything in between. God wants every one of us to know the meaning of life. He wants us to know his purposes. Psalm 33 and in verse, in verse 11 says, The Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. You see, God's plans and purposes for our life don't end at death. We were made to last forever. The time we spend here on earth is very short compared to the time that we will spend in eternity with the Lord forever. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 1, the Apostle Paul says, For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, When we die and leave these bodies, we have a home in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself and not by human hands. So if you want to know how much you matter to God, let me tell you, you matter so much to God that he wants to keep you with him for the rest of eternity. He doesn't want to be separated from you, but he wants to be with with you for all eternity. So the question, why am I alive? God answers it by saying, I made you to love you. That's why you're alive. And to the question, does my life matter? God says, you matter so much that I intend on keeping you alive for the rest of eternity you are going to be around for a long, long, long time. So then comes a third question. What is my purpose? What is my purpose? A book that made a lasting impression on my life is entitled The Riddle of Life by J.J. J. Bavink. In a chapter on the purpose of life, Bavink says, we live a brief number of years. If we take a high number, it will be around 80. But in these 80 years, there are only a few moments that we really live to the full. For the rest of our lives, we dream. That is to say, we tramp on the treadmill of daily existence. We eat and drink. We go to work, return home, Read the newspaper, watch television, and go to bed. We get married, have children, make more money, and we grow old. All this develops according to formula. Now and then we are grieved, and now and then we are happy, but not very much. We love this one and hate that one, but not very deeply. We laugh and we weep, quietly and passively, we shuffle along the tedious little road which lies plotted and paved before us. We grow older and we die. And when I thought about it, I said, that's not something I want for my life. I don't just want to have life going on according to the it is programmed." and that made a lasting impression on me and i decided then that whether my life was long or short i wanted it to count for something i wanted to live a life of purpose serving the lord and and his people and that was a part of the motivation which led me to keep on studying for 13 years and then teaching seminary for 13 years and spending the last 36 and a half years, years past of this uh, wonderful historic congregation. You see, that if life doesn't make sense to you, then you need to begin to ask these questions. Because without an answer, then it doesn't make any sense as to what is going on in your life, all the problems and the cares that you Experience. The moments of of joy and happiness seem to be so short compared to all of the other things that happened to to you. In Psalm 89 and verse 47, David says, Remember how short my life is, how empty and futile this human existence. It was Bertrand Russell, the atheist English philosopher, who said, unless you assume the existence of God, the question of life's meaning and purpose is irrelevant. You see, God made us for a reason, for a purpose. So the only way we are going to know our purpose is by looking to him. If you don't know the purpose of a thing, it is likely to be uh, misused or abused. The reason so many people in our society are abused or abuse themselves with drugs and alcohol is that they do not know their purpose. They don't really have any meaning in their lives. And they are using these things to to, um, uh, allow them to feel good about themselves. When people don't value their life, they either destroy it or allow other people to destroy it. The only way you can know what the purpose of something is is either a you talk to the creator or the inventor of it or b you read the owner's manual and the only way we are going to know our purpose in life is not by listening to uh, so called experts because they don't know themselves it is not it is not looking within it is not reading self help books you have to talk to the creator And look in the owner's manual, which is the Bible. It is the only way there that you are ever going to know your purpose by asking God, talking to him, and looking in his word, which will tell you exactly who you are and what God has created you to be. Listen to the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 1, 11 and 12. Because of Christ... We have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us from the beginning, and all things happen just as he decided long ago. God's purpose was that we who were the first to trust in Christ should praise our glorious God. Is if you want to know your purpose in life, then start by getting to know God better. You see, the more you get to know God, the more you are going to understand the meaning and purpose of your life. So when you get to know Christ as your Savior, He not only gives meaning and purpose to your life, but He also gives you a life that can never die. He gives you a love that can never be fathomed, a joy that can never be removed, a peace that can never be troubled a foundation that can never be moved, a promise that can never be broken, a confidence that can never be shaken, and a future that can never be regretted. Paul says in Ephesians 1 and verse 11 that because of Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. An inheritance is something which a person comes into possession of because, his, because of his relation with the, that other person. It is not something that is earned. It is a gift. And the Apostle Peter tells us more about it in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4, where he says, For God has reserved a priceless inheritance for his children. It is, not in he- it is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And you can rest assured that the priceless inheritance that God has reserved for you in heaven right now, that no rust can corrupt it, that no thief can steal it, no fire can destroy it, no power can confiscate it, no sin can tarnish it, no accident can damage it, no imitation can replace it, no war can ravage it, And no mortal can abuse it. It is kept in heaven for you and for me. And we can be absolutely assured that our priceless inheritance will be worth more than all of the trials that we may encounter here on this earth for the short period we're here. It will be worth all of the disappointments that we may have to face. It will be worth all of the hardships that we may have to endure. It will be worth all of the difficulties we may have to confront. It will be worth all of the battles we may have to fight. All of the burdens we may have to bear. All of the sorrows we may have to suffer. All of the crosses we may have to carry. All of the problems we may have to encounter. All of the obstacles we may have to overcome. All of the troubles we may have to handle. All of the temptations we may have to conquer all of the bad habits we may have to break, all of the responsibilities we may have to shoulder, all of the criticisms we may have to tolerate, all of the discouragements we may have to resist, and all of the storms of life that we may have to weather. Yes, our Heavenly Father has provided an inheritance for each of us, and without that inheritance, knowing where you are going and that's reserved for you, then this life doesn't make a great deal of sense because there's so many troubles and and trouble and problems here that there has to be something beyond to give us a sense of hope. And certainly, it will be worth anything that we can do in order to achieve it, as uh, one of our old uh, Negro spirituals says: "Oh, when the saints." go marching in oh, when the saints go marching in oh Lord, I want to be in that number when the saints go marching in Amen
1: Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617- 427-0424 Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.